insecurity is not the opposite of confidence. Those are two things that stay together permanently, just like fear and fearlessness. You, you know, it's it's not that you ever overcome fear. It's that you're just better at facing fear and being okay with the fact that it's always there. You should always have a strong sense of insecurity because that's honesty and humility that propels you to want to work on being confident. Hey guys, welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Tyler Weeb. Uh, we're going to do kind of a part two on our podcast on confidence because I want to talk about confidence in action. I felt like we really covered a lot, Tyler, from a conceptual standpoint, but it doesn't help people necessarily actually do something because it's important. Confidence is a self-believed belief and it's an act. And I had a great example with a coach I was speaking to this morning, and she is a new coach, but she has a great medical education background. She's a, you know, she, she's high up in the medical community. And I said, you know, you have all the credibility in the world of all the coaches out there. You can message and, and teach on the fact that you have this clinical expertise you're not going to BS people. You can cut through the crap. You can give them the hard science. And so we're, we've worked through all the foundational stuff. And she made a statement today. Well, when it comes to actual coaching clients, I'm not confident enough, blank, blank, blank. And it was because I just haven't done that. And, and, and it kind of bled into imposter syndrome. And I said, but with your experience personally, as a high-level competitor, physique sport competitor, and your, your medical knowledge and all the degrees you have there, you still have more than 99% of coaches. So how are we going to gain this confidence? And, and that's my opening question for you, Tyler. What would you tell her? <laughs> how do you teach somebody to be confident? Should I just say, just, just pretend, just put on a disguise and go be confident? Or is there something you do to earn it and build it? Fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> That's not entirely false. No, no. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, you know, I think there is some importance to that. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, I think that's great that you kind of asked that because it's like, well, yeah, I think that's part of what I'm going through and what I'm working through. And for myself, you know, it's been really trying to hone in on the fact of my personal messaging, to be honest, and what I'm telling myself and what I believe about myself. And there is such a, there's, there's such a, a gap there that you kind of have to fill, you know, depending on, you know, that level of confidence that you have. And for me, it, it has been, you know, having those certain sentences that I'll tell myself that, um, you know, that I'll, create a core belief and a, and a, and a core value and a core principle of, of who I am. But, you know, kind of like you were saying, you know, we've kind of talked about that conceptual part. And so then how do we actually put it into practice? And you can, you know, let me know if, you know, it's a little bit more nuanced than this, but I, I think it's just, you gotta just, just gotta do it. You just gotta go fucking do it. At some point you just have to jump off the deep end and understand that, there is going to be this gap of lack of confidence, but when you are doing it, 
that confidence is going to come with action because now you are starting to see like the reality of that, of that conceptual language that you're talking to yourself about, you know, that's one thing to kind of finally make that switch of having that internal conceptual belief, but now you, you know, it's almost like you have to test it against the reality. And then I think it's like, once you can kind of start getting that feedback and then kind of that loop, that that confidence gap now starts to become, you know, starts to fill, right? And it becomes that that smaller gap of like, okay, like what I am doing out here is now, yeah, it, it it's real now. Like it, it has that uh, that texture to it. One of the first things you said in your reply there spoke about your <clears throat> your self belief, and in preparing for this, in my notes, I wrote the stories we tell ourselves. And and that does become our reality, as you mentioned. And so she could tell herself the story. I do have all this background and I am just exponentially better than most coaches in this area. And yeah, I'm going to step up and, and I'm going to gain this experience and I'm going to work with my clients knowing that I can offer them things nobody else can. That's one story she could tell herself, or it could be, oh my gosh, I've never actually done this. I am a new coach, even with this other education and experience. And that's a different story. And, you know, I I, I want to make sure we identify that there's a difference between confidence and arrogance because you can, I, I think you can put confidence in three categories. You can be confident and not have the stuff that backs it up, which makes you kind of a fool. Like if I... If I tell you all these things I'm so confident about that I think I know, and you really know that kind of material, and you're like, he's just, he's really, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He's full of shit. Then there's somebody who does it maliciously just to fake, like just to just to get one over on somebody to grift. But then there's the confidence that you earn, which has a level of humility, where it's like, damn, I know I'm good at this, not good at everything. I don't know everything, but this is what I'm good at. And that's where you can build confidence even deeper. And I think that's an important note for most people is to, you know, in psych terms, skill transference. Here's what I'm good at. I'm going to transfer it to here. And I'm still going to trust in my confidence to do this while I build and figure other things out. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, interesting that we're talking about this today because I was just listening to the new episode of Hidden Brain this week. Got that, you know, got that pod from you. And it was literally what we're talking about, uh, how our beliefs can alter our perception on our own reality. And, you know, I think it was just such a, you know, things that we've talked about. And I think things are like, oh yeah, I know that. But it's just another great reminder of just how powerful we are with ourselves and our brain and how like the stories we tell ourselves truly will shape the reality that we kind of project out into the world. And I think it's just perfect in this sense of confidence where it's like, yeah, if you are telling yourself the story of I have no confidence, well, guess what? You're going to project no confidence. But if you have that belief that, hey, I have the confidence, I am an expert, then, you know, you are going to then start to project that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's just such an, it's such a simple thing, it seems like, but it's such a powerful thing too. And, 
you know, and we've talked about this as well. And they talked about it in hidden brain as well. It does take time. And again, you know, we kind of come back to that, you know, that one year of, of neuroplasticity of, you know, altering, especially very core values and core stories that we tell about ourselves. You know, it can take that time, but like, you know, even for myself, you know, I can tell you it's, it does start to get better and it does start to change and it does start to alter because, you know, I've had a few things kind of pop up this week that, you know, previously would have kind of taken me out of commission mentally for weeks because, you know, it was, you know, it was kind of a, a devastating thing and not, you know, not truly devastating, but, you know, messaging that, you know, what had a negative effect on me because of what I typically tell myself, you know, over the last few decades and, and the stories that I've told myself, but because of what I've been trying to, you know, tell myself and how to change my story to myself, those things have still affected me, you know, negatively, but it, now it's almost become, you know, water off a duck's back type of thing where it's, you know, it bothers me, but I'm still able to go through my day and actually function. Whereas before I would have just shut it down and I wouldn't been able to function for a day. And so, you know, it's really just almost again, you know, uh, starting to put it out into reality. Now I'm starting to get that feedback of, holy shit, like it's working. I, I can change. I can change the story I tell about myself. It does take time and it it's hard work and it's never going to be perfect, but we're getting there. That's why I said fake it till you make it is not entirely false because insecurity is not the opposite of confidence. Those are two things that stay together permanently, just like fear and fearlessness. You, you know, it's it's not that you ever overcome fear. It's that you're just better at facing fear and being okay with the fact that it's always there. I'm an incredibly insecure person, which is why I'm also a very confident person because as a public speaker, as an academic, as a coach, as a business leader, how would I perform? How would anybody care about me if I was just a bubbling goo of insecurity? So at some points, I have to fake that I have confidence. I'm not faking my expertise. I'm an expert in what I'm an expert, but I'm certainly faking my confidence a lot of times until I feel like it's more comfortable. You know, especially as somebody who was horrible at public speaking and dreaded it, like like just the adrenaline and, you know, I, I had to, Free shirts. <laughs> I, I literally had to study public speaking to get good enough so that what I was an expert in, I could teach and, and people would actually want to, you know, hear me teach it at a conference or, or camp. So again, you should always have a strong sense of insecurity because that's honesty and humility that propels you to want to work on being confident. And like you said, it does take practice. It does take sometimes just pretending that you are confident. But like I was telling this, this coach of mine, she's in my Apex Business Mentorship Program. I use Jorge Rosado as an example because I hired Jorge to be the lead instructor at my 2023 spring fantasy camp that's that's very training focused. And I asked her something that you and I spoke about, like, why do you think I would pick him? Because he has 250,000 followers and he is an accepted expert at kinesiology. 
every single post is do this, don't do this. Look at this position. Look at this. He'll do overlaying force vector lines in, in anatomy, functional anatomy uh, overlays on his own videos. It That took time. That took time for him to develop that trust with his audience that I am so confident in what I'm teaching you. I know it will work. Uh, but again, he probably started from a place of zero followers and feeling like an imposter who's going to listen to me, but he did the work. He remained confident, built real confidence, and now he's an expert. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is going almost like a theme for, from the last few, few podcasts is sometimes it's just, it's all about the experience and it just jumping in, doing it and, and getting that feedback. And yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do because you are putting yourself out there and no one wants to look stupid. No one wants to look bad at doing something. But like, you know, again, we come back to, you know, you're doing something new, whether it's, you know, learning to play the guitar or, you're, you know, learning how to make a bunch of drinks, right? You're going to suck at it at first, but that's how we start to learn. That's how you start to make it better. Like, you know, if we bring it back to coaching, like, I don't think I truly felt comfortable you know, as a coach up until like last year in the last year or so. And, you know, I would have been coming into my fifth year of just online training. I'd been personal training before then, like, but I truly didn't feel comfortable until then. Like my imposter syndrome kind of finally fully went away. And so, yeah, sometimes it is just about having to, you know, learn from those mistakes, go through the experience, put in, putting in the work of, you know, whatever it might be, because it's like, how are you going to get better without, you know, without fucking up? Like, you're just not like, if you don't mess up, then you really can't, you know, know where your deficiencies are and and where things might need to be tweaked and adjusted. And so, you know, it's, you know, having the confidence to fail and and having the confidence to mess up and, you know, having a certain humbleness of, you know, recognizing when you messed up and like, you could have done something a little bit different and a little bit better and going, okay, yeah. Like, that needs to be adjusted for the future. And then boom, away you go. And you've gained that little bit of confidence. And that was actually my last point that 27, 28 years ago, when I started coaching, I was probably more confident than I am now. Like like I was ironclad confident yet. I'm a much better coach now because of my experience. But back then it wasn't that I was a bad coach. I was confident in certain things. I was confident as an orthopedic physical therapist that I was helping people do things the right way. I was confident as somebody who had a doctorate in nutrition that I was leading them on a on a good path. Uh, and I was confident that I was going to do whatever it took to help my clients. I was a conscientious, humble, client-centered coach. And so there was nothing that you could do as a client that I wasn't willing to address with you, work with you through and just have that human element. And so those core values still remain, even though my education and experience has grown, I've always been confident in my ability to work and to connect. And that's, that's enough. I mean, those, those are the things that most people want anyway, because you know how many coaches don't have true clinical expertise, but because they're, they're, all shucks, good people, and they care and maybe charismatic, you know, they build great coaching businesses. Yep. 
everybody wants to be uh everybody wants to be heard everybody wants to be understood right and so it yeah it comes back to i think having that you know that humble confidence in in certain areas like the client care portion and and just being willing to to listen and go yeah i understand i get it like and then here's a solution you know here's here's a path that we can go down and you know, just even then building that client's confidence, right? Because I think, you know, as coaches, that's like one of the number th- one number one things that we deal with, right? Is is people just don't have confidence in this because most people who are coming to us have done this, you know, a hundred times, right? Like they've lost the same 20 pounds four or five different times or more, right? Poor relationships with food, poor confidence in the gym. And so, you know, it is trying to, you know, build that confidence and kind of show people that, yeah, you can do this. You can have confidence in this. And so, yeah, coming back to just having that, that willingness to, to work and to, and to, and to listen and to be client centered is just at the heart, I think of every, you know, truly amazing coach. And somebody who, in speaking of even clients, like you and I know we've worked with clients who have maybe been overweight their entire lives. They've never felt confident in how they look, how they feel, sexuality, those kind of things. And all of a sudden you start helping them develop these skills to self-regulate and and make body comp changes. And all of a sudden you see their confidence grows. And that's where that success begets success phrase comes in. Because as soon as you can start feeling like you're just moving in the right direction, the, the one thing I have to tell people Fear is the antithesis of confidence. And as long as you know you have nothing to fear, so what if I fail once? So what if I'm wrong about something? So what if I actually make a mistake? We were talking about a client interaction and it's like, maybe I did make a mistake and I made this client mad. I can apologize. I can show them I'm human. I can grovel. I can say, man, I really messed up and and I'm sorry. But if that's the worst thing that happens... You should never feel like your confidence has to be assaulted. You're you're always willing to do the work and, and to remain, you know, true to as you said your core values. Yeah, you know, I try and put it in perspective as well. Like, I'm not, you know, my whole life isn't surrounded just trying to survive and and just trying to, you know, feed my family with a morsel of of food or how I don't have to walk ten miles to grab dirty water, right? Like. I think too, just having that perspective as well, like when you were thinking about these things and let's call it in a first, you know, in a, in a first world problem, right? Like it can also, I think, help go, yeah, you know what, like in true reality, you know, not to say that I'm wrong for feeling this way, but it's really not that big of a deal, right? Like it's, (laughs) you know, it's quite a a simple thing to kind of work through and understand. And, and like you said, you know, grovel and, and go, Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I messed up. And I feel like, you know, if you're able to do that, you know, most people are going to go, Oh, you know, I don't think I was expecting that. Like, (laughs) and then I think they'll kind of bring down that wall for them. And you kind of then now create another connection, you know, with that person, with that client. And it can kind of almost like give them that confidence back into you. And you're able to kind of move forward together and probably almost like have a better relationship and you're going to get better progress out of it. So I'm going to close this out with one quick minute of a story because I just saw this this afternoon and it just it, it was amazing to see. 
in this pursuit of confidence, knowing that it is an action, it's something you develop. And as I mentioned, you need to just be confident in what you know you are willing to do and who you're willing to be. I was watching an interview of a, it was a podcast of a comedian interviewing somebody else, another comedian, and both of them have made it. Like they're both at the top of their game, multi, multi, multi millionaires and have every reason in the world to be confident. And at the very end of this long conversation, uh, a, a, an actual caller gave him this prompt. He said, hey, you guys, if if you could compliment each other in three ways, what would you tell each other? And it has to be nothing to do with comedy. And so like, wow, that's didn't expect this question. And, <laughs> and this one guy got really loud and aggressive and said, you need to know, looking at his friend, the comedian, you need to know that you matter. I know what you've worked through. I know what your child is like. Like you matter. You make people forget their problems. You make them laugh. You make them feel good. You make them this. And and this guy just starts weeping. And like the, and he's like, you know, I'm glad you're crying through this because you need to know that you <laughs> matter to people. And and it's like, wow, what a moment. And and I think in this realm of confidence, you need to surround yourself with people who believe in you that much. Because if you have people toxically negative, tearing you down, assaulting your confidence. Those are not the people to spend your life with. Yeah. You you have to find people who care about you that much and help you build your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, self-growth and, and, and all of this kind of stuff, you know, on this podcast, you can't do it alone. Like you do need that because we are so subjective with ourselves and it's so easy to just slip into kind of those old mindsets and those old habits and the, the, the bad messaging where it's like, you need someone to hit you over with this, like it hits you over the head with a sledgehammer of positivity. <laughs> just go, no, wake up. You're, you're good. Like, this is not, this is not the reality of what you're telling yourself. Right. And you just, you do need that. So that's a, that's a pretty cool story. You need, you need, again, a story. You, you need the better story about yourself that you adopt. All right, guys. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.